0: Doesn't she make the perfect Ariel, right? Beyond our wildest dreams. How many of you are uh, having the courage to imagine a world that is beyond our wildest dreams, right? That's what Ariel was singing about, as Aaron Donovan. And as you were singing it, Aaron, it was just taking me back to the wonder that I got to experience. Many of you know I was not here last week because I had the honor and the privilege of Being in Toronto with almost 10,000 other people, nearly 220, over 220 faith traditions represented for the parliament of the world's religion. And it was just like the song you were singing. It was like, oh my God, look over there, because there they are doing dances of universal peace. And then, oh my gosh, look over there, there they you know, somebody's giving this great talk, and every time, you never knew, you never knew around any corner what the experience was going to be, and so thank you, that just took me right back there, as did our conversation this morning, because we are in our final week of our fall program where we have been reading through Neil Donald Walsh's book, What God Said, looking at just seven of the 25 core messages that God brought us, seven that we felt supported the idea of having the courage to imagine, and we began seven weeks ago with that very first foundational piece that seems like it's where we begin each and every lesson on, and that is that we're ready to shout the good news, and the good news is, can you feel the energy of that good news? And that good news is, there we go. There we go. Because listen, friends, the world out there has not gotten the message. Right as we gathered together at the parliament this week, there was that understanding that was so very clear, so very obvious. We did not get together. To debate and argue about which religion was right and which religion was wrong. We didn't do that. We gathered together to celebrate this commonality that we all have where God is at the center. God is at the center of my life and your life, and it doesn't matter how you choose to acknowledge and worship that God, but He's there, it's there, she's there at the center of my being and your being. And there is in that this great place of oneness, of connection, where we recognize and we realize that we are one with each other. We are one with that divine power and presence that is God. This is good news, and we are called to shout it out and to live it out. And it's always always where we begin with that understanding. In the next week we move to the idea that we are living in this world, however, in which we have the illusions um, that we are living through. The illusions he identifies Neil identifies 10 of them, but illusions like lack and limitation and separation and not enoughness. Anybody Aware of those illusions that are out there in the world, right? But what we are called to know, what God wanted us to know through this work of Neil Donald Walsh, is that these illusions too are gifts, they're here to serve us, to help us to remember the truth, to help us to live the truth, to support us in understanding the truth of our being. So the illusions have no power except for the power we give them. It's time to stop giving power to the illusions of life. And this is what the second week was about. See, the illusions is a gift, a gift to wake up. There's ai have seen young kids saying this now. He's woke. Right? He's woke. She's woke. Right? And it's this idea of waking up. Are you woke? Are you woke yet? And then, so then we went to the third week, the third week in which we boldly declared that there is no absolute truth. What? What do you mean there is no absolute truth? Well, we know in unity that the absolute truth is God, the good, omnipotence, right, omniscience, um, all of that. We know that that absolute exists, but here's what I also know is that we are not living in the absolute realm We are living in this temporal realm where we are invited to know the absolute, to experience the absolute. But here in this finite body, with this finite understanding, I cannot know all that there is to know about God. And so it is not mine to argue with someone that the path that you're on, Jane, that's the wrong path. Don't you know that? How do I know? How do I know how that divine power and presence is speaking to Jane or or to any of you, or anyone out there, or any of the 10,000 brothers and sisters I joined last week. How do we know? So we don't need to argue with one another about who's right and who's wrong. That is such a waste of time. Instead, let us let us celebrate that you found your path. Glory be, live it. Right. So we stop arguing about I know. In fact, if we could all just take a breath and let go of the I know... We could come to such deep understanding about one another and about God. So we live from this place of, you know what, I don't know it all. I can embrace this mystery. I can embrace this not knowing. I can be open in my mind and in my heart and in my spirit to a deeper understanding, to your knowing. Share with me. Share with me. And that was so much about what this last week at the Parliament was like. It was amazing. And then we talked about this idea that actually we can know the divine, right? Now it needs to move from a head knowing, right? This idea that I know God and all that there is to know God because I know this or that, to an experience. Remember, we talked about the wind that week. I mean, you can know that there's wind, but until you get out in the wind and feel all the many aspects of the wind, now I start to know the wind because I've experienced the wind. And let that be where you're brought to with God into an, a knowing, through an experience. By taking the time each and every day to place God at the center of your day, at the center of your life, at the center of your being, and see how does God want to dance through me today as an experience. right? Once you've had an experience of that divine power and presence can anyone take that experience away from you? No. So know that you can experience the divine. And then we went to the next week was which was that we are creating this world through the activity of our mind through the activity of the words we use, through the activity of the actions that we take. But we, together, are creating this world. And you can use that understanding to create destructively or to create constructively. It makes no difference to the power, how you use it. It's there for anyone to use. But gosh darn it, haven't the ones that have just used it destructively, haven't we give them enough already? Let's stand up and let's take our power. And let's know together that I can create peace on earth. I can create love here. I can create harmony with my brothers and sisters. I can do it. We can do it. Let's stop waiting for them to do it. It's our turn. We need to do it. And then last week when I was gone, I know Jeff gave a a powerful, inspirational message on listening, right? Listen, listen. Listen, this was the big takeaway from every single thing that I went to last week was this idea that we can listen. We can all listen. We can all turn within and listen, and we all have that power and presence within us, and we can all listen to that voice and allow that voice to inspire us to action. Every religion that I heard from that week spoke those same things. You have that power and presence of God within you. Listen. One of the the great joys that I had last week was that on Friday evening, I found myself in the Friday evening Shabbat service with with our Jewish brothers and sisters. It was amazing. We sang and we chanted and we celebrated. and, And then on Saturday morning, they invited us back. So I got to go back again and I got to celebrate with them on Saturday morning. And we and we honored those ones whose lives were lost the week before in their Shabbat service in Pittsburgh and then we gathered together again Saturday night to close out the Shabbat and we sang and we and we danced together again and it was so beautiful so moving so heart opening they had Programs for us for each of these services. And on Saturday morning, as we began, I noticed that in the service, we did not particularly sing this chant, but I had noticed it. And it was from Piramahansa Yogananda. And it was that idea of listen, listen, listen. So you, you probably have heard this chant before. It goes like this Listen, listen, listen to my heart song. You can join me. Listen, listen, listen to my heart song. I will never forget you. I will never forsake you. And those might have been reversed, might have been forsaken and forget. But it's that idea. It's that idea, right? That we all have within us this heart song where we can listen, listen, listen. God has not forgotten us. We have not been forsaken when we're when we're crying out. Where is God in this? That's can reminds us listen 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 i will never forsake you i will never forget you when we as a as a country as a world are facing yet another mass shooting all we need to do and we're shouting and proclaiming where is god in this to get still and listen 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 i will never forsake you i will never forget you when we are seeing on the news the wildfires that are still scorching California and seeing the lives that are being lost and we want to say, where is God in this? We're invited to listen, listen, listen. I will never forsake you. I will never forget you. Here I am. Have you claimed that knowing? Have you claimed that understanding for your life, for whatever you are going through individually, whatever it may be? Have you heard that heart song of, listen, I'm not going to forget you. I haven't forsaken you. Listen, get still and know that I am God. And so that brings us to our final Statement from God that we are talking about this week. And the core message that we are discussing today is that the purpose of life is to recreate yourself anew in the next grandest version of the greatest vision you ever held about who you are. All right, I want you to hear that again. And I want you to breathe that in. You are here to recreate yourself anew in the next grandest version of the greatest vision you ever held about who you are. How inspiring is that to think about for you? We're not talking about, you know, that monkey mind stuff that would have us stay down. We're talking about the next greatest and grandest vision of why you are here. On Thursday night, several of us gathered together as Reverend Kimberly Ann came and she gave us this great presentation on depression as a choice. And one of the things she talked about is that the way through depression is to get yourself engaged in your spiritual community. And I'm like, Yes. I didn't even have to give that plug. Right? But she talked about One of the things the spiritual community can do for you is help you to discern and to understand what is your purpose? What is your purpose? What is the next greatest and grandest vision that you hold for you and for your life? What is your purpose? So how many of you are are still struggling to understand, I wish I knew, I wish I knew what my purpose was? Are you brave enough to raise your hand and say, I just don't know, right? And so I spoke to it Thursday night, and it's so important. I want to speak to it again because here is what we think: we think that that next greatest and grandest version of who we are is something that we have to go out and do. So, my greatest passion and purpose is going to be that I'm going to solve world hunger, right? I'm going to I'm going to save the the children who who have no home or. I'm going to help clothe the ones who are poor, right? We we think it's this great and grand version of vision, of purpose, of who we are called to be. And some of you might be sitting out there going, well, Joanne, this is easy for you to talk about. You obviously have a grand purpose. You're up here talking to us each week. I wish I had a purpose like that. Anybody think that? So here's the thing that I want you to hear. This is not my purpose. If this was my purpose, the only time I could do it is on Sunday morning for two hours. And if I took it beyond that, my husband would be like, God, no, not here too, you know. My purpose is not to be the spiritual leader of Unity Spiritual Center Westlake as much as I love this role that I get to do. But your purpose is not what you do. It's not what you do because otherwise if it's what you did, it's the only time you could fulfill your purpose is while you're doing it. And I'm telling you, if that is what you think your purpose is about, you are thinking too small. It is not the next greatest and grandest version of who you are. It's too small. Your purpose, your vision, that next greatest and grandest version of who you are has to be something that you can do 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and it doesn't matter what you're doing in that particular moment. Do you hear that? So Neil is inviting us in this chapter to think about a bigger idea of what you're here for. You are here, we say, to be the light of God expressing. You are here to be love. You are here to be peace. You are here to be joy. You are here to be compassion or understanding. Why are you here? You want to know your purpose? Anybody want to know your purpose? Close, Close your eyes. Close your eyes with me for a moment and imagine the next greatest and grandest vision of who you are that has nothing to do with the role you play or the work you do. I am here to be. And listen, catch the word. I am here to be. If you open your eyes, I want to ask the question, did anybody not catch a word? Did everybody catch a word? So we're going to speak it out. We're going to speak it out and not to argue, you know, Connie, I don't think that was your purpose. You need to be this instead, right? No, there is no wrong answers. Whatever you choose, whatever you choose, so what is it? Let's speak it aloud all at once. I am here to be, ready? I am here to be love. That's it. That's your purpose. It's so simple, isn't it? We want to complicate it. We want to make our next greatest and grandest version of who we are something so amazing so the world would say, oh my God, did you see what Christy did? No. I'm here to be love in every moment. I'm here to be peace in every moment. I'm here to be joy in every moment. I'm here to be wisdom in every moment. I'm here to be whatever it is that you have discerned that you are here to be. Be that. I wanted to share another story from this week in which I saw that so beautifully demonstrated in our very own Susan Armstrong. So many of you know Susan. And Susan, you might have noticed, you know, she comes to church with her turban on you might have been thinking, you know what's up with that? And Susan is feeling compelled to study and to become a Sikh. And in Toronto at the uh, parliament there were a lot of a lot of Sikh representation there. Toronto has a big Sikh community. And each day of the parliament that community, that Sikh community came together and created a langar because from the the community, what their purpose is, is to serve. You can do that in every moment of every day, to serve. And one of the ways that they are called to serve is to serve a meal for anybody who wants to come. And so every day of the parliament, they created this Langar meal that fed three to 4,000 people each day for free. Right? We sat together on the floor you know, and shared a meal together as they served us. And in their tradition, as you come into this Langer meal your, your head has to be covered. And so they had these orange scarves that they would they would tie on to us. And so Susan, wanting very much to connect to that community on the very first day, she connected with them and she gave herself in service to be one of the ones that would tie the scarves on. Your head, you know, as you as you went to Langar. And she did this with several other women, and after the first day, Susan said, these women really need to a, need a, to understand how important it is to welcome, you know, to be welcoming, to be loving, to be accepting in that moment, because those women, these women, they didn't say anything. They just quickly tied on the scarf and then off you went, you know. She says, we get that so good in unity. They need to know this. And so what was fascinating was, Susan's purpose is to be that love, that life, that acceptance, that welcoming. And so the interesting piece was on that last day when I went to my Langar lunch and I was getting my head scarf tied on by one of those little women, that she said to me, Welcome to Langar. We're so glad you're here. I hope you enjoy your lunch. And Susan Susan had done that. She had demonstrated it. She had modeled it. She had lived her purpose. Simply tying headscarves on for that week. This is what you and I can all do. To to step into that greatest, grandest vision of who we are and live that every moment of every day and catch an idea so big that you know no matter what you're doing, you can do that in that moment. You can be that in that moment and practice it and practice it and practice it. So that's what we that's what we get to do again, right? The other thing that I really loved about our unity response on Thursday night with Reverend Kimberly Ann talked about that very thing, you know, of getting through your depression by practicing the spiritual beliefs that you have and that you hold and that it isn't practicing it that you can move yourself from this to this, right? So we have to practice. I'm like, yes, Kimberly Ann. Yes. So our practice for this week is to decide right now before another day goes by what the grandest version of who you are is and don't worry because you can't get it wrong. And you can change your mind. But catch it, just decide, just choose, and then notice as you go through your day, your week, your month, your year, having decided what that grandest version of who you are is, that life provides you, surprisingly and consistently, with the perfect stage upon which to play out the scene of your own authoring, perhaps. In this moment, you decided to claim the idea, your divine identity is love. I am love. That is my purpose. That is my greatest purpose that I could be love in this moment. Well, guess what's going to happen? Life provides us, surprisingly and consistently, with the perfect Stage upon which we get to become masters of the purpose that we have chosen. And it doesn't necessarily look like if I've chosen love, oh, woo! It's like, oh, here too. Here too, and here too, and here too, and here too. Yes. And it takes all of us, all of us together. To do what it's ours to do so that we can create this world that works for everyone. So will you join me in whatever your practice is, this or your own, to to be that greatest and grandest version of who you are this week? Will you practice that with me? Oh, you guys got it. Yay. the first time, right? We didn't even have to ask you to say it again. We have a book, Depression is a Choice, that uh, Reverend Kimberly, in living her purpose and her passion, jo- so generous, so generous, um, gave us several copies of this book. So I want to let you know, for those of you who might be interested, these will be available with three or four copies available through our lending library. So be sure to check that out. And then, uh, so I'm making some announcements because I have your attention. How many of you... Through living of these principles, I've seen your life transform. Okay. I I see all your hands, right? And now I need your help. I saw your hands. And now I need your help. So our our theme, our overarching theme for 2019 is that we are one humanity with many stories. One humanity, many stories. And we want to capture your stories here of how... Unity or or spiritual teaching has helped to transform your life. And we have this vision that we will create these little powerful two- to three-minute videos that highlight you individually and how your life has been transformed. And each month throughout the year 2019 has a theme. And so, for example, January, the theme is welcoming grace. February, the theme is living love. March, the theme is creating community. And so I'm inviting all of you who raised your hand, and I saw who you were, to think about the story that you might have to share that might fit in perfectly with welcoming grace, or that might fit in perfectly with living love, or that might fit in perfectly with creating community, and to put your name down so that we can capture those stories, so that you can be a part of the inspiration to others to know how living these teachings can transform your life. And you'll notice there's not a single name on here yet. Put your names on here. And throughout the year, as, as the next months come, we'll be sharing more themes so that we can catch as many of you as we as we want to share. We are here. Not because we have to acquire our divine identity, right? There's nothing you have to do to acquire your divine identity. You just have to claim it. Are you ready to claim it? All right. Claim it. Be it. Live it. And together, we will transform the world. Thank you.